takes a few minutes to get all the channels to get the live live stream. And Stephen, you should be able to see uh, on my Facebook the live stream, so you can share. And okay, hold up one sec. Let me go do that. And while you're doing that, I think we're good to start the intro. Welcome everyone to another Biohackers Water Cooler with Stephen Klein, Super Connector. And today I have the privilege and the honor of be uh, chatting with Dorian Dimensions, who uh, is going to be talking about ways of transforming your sense of self and purpose with quantum cellular healing. And he's also going to tell us a story about of how he was able to be a real life guardian angel. And because he's utilized bio-optimization practices, he was able to save the lives of five people from a burning vehicle. Dorian, uh, welcome. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm feeling great. Thank you. And thank you for being here and, and being, uh, you know, committed to to sharing your message with the world because I know you're uh, in a moving vehicle and you're the first guest on this water cooler uh, podcast that is in a moving vehicle and this is awesome. Yes, um, sir. Steven, would you, I'd like for you to say a few words about Dorian, how you guys met and uh, you know, you told me a lot about him, but tell us, tell, tell the viewers and the listeners a little bit about Dorian and why you wanted him to be here. Yeah, well, okay, that's a couple of things. So to answer both those, Dory and I had met at a mastermind that I used to hold on the top of an apartment that I used to live in. It was really cool rooftop, you know, 18-story apartment. And we would do a cool little event every other Wednesday, mostly men bonding and, and you know, talking about high vibe stuff. It was pretty incredible. And Dory and I had met in passing, did not really get to know each other then. And then my friend Trip Harlan, who Dorian had teamed up with, and Trip's a phenomenal human optimization guy himself. They parted up in business, and you know, Dory came back. Dorian came back into my life, and then uh, we ended up partnering in business as well. So, we were actually in an event on at in Sarasota on Tuesday night. Which, what was the night of this story that we're going to talk about? This event that occurred there, which night? There Thursday happened on Wednesday? Saturday. Saturday night. Okay, so we we were together yeah. on Tuesday. That Saturday night. You know, Dorian's driving down the interstate and sees a bunch of this stuff going on. So um, I was really excited about this because for the, the had, people I, that are not watching, what what did you just just do there? Well, well, that's <laughs> a teaser. Okay, good, good. So, because so, we're gonna show us, we're gonna show a graphic image here. So, um, anyway, um, I had been I had been hit by a car going the wrong way on the interstate. Fernando, you know that, Dorian, you now know that. So, you know, brought back memories for me of um, what it's like to have somebody, you know, to be at somebody else's um, will. You know, I wasn't in control of my life at that time. I was um, in shock and took two hours to get pulled from a car and life flighted to a hospital. So this, this isn't my story, but I was really impressed when Dorian told me where he did it. First, first passing, I was like, oh, there was, a, there was a car wreck and you opened a door and somebody walked out. And then he said, then I got a picture of it. So I'm going to share the picture first. And then we'll get into the story. But Dorian, who was driving down the interstate with his fiance, witnesses a car going at a really, really fast rate of speed, spin out of control and wreck, and then get engulfed in fire. And this is what he saw. 
Wow. Now I don't know about I don't know about you, but if I saw that, I don't know that my first instinct would be to run into that. Goodness gracious. Um, for the listeners uh, not watching this, uh, so there's it's a picture of a car on the highway, no traffic. It's in the middle of the street, two lanes, and the car is in flames. The entire car, the the trunk, Comple completely engulfed in flames. It's not, yeah. hey, this car is on fire. This car is completely engulfed in flames. And what I did earlier for those listening is I lit a match. Is kind of a little teaser to what I was going to show. So that said. Dorian, what were you feel? What would, what were you feeling when you saw this? What did you feel? What, what went through your mind? And what caused you to get out of the car? Yeah, thanks for asking. So, yeah, I appreciate the the intro as well. Um, so, what had happened was when I was, like you said, traveling with my partner, I on, on the highway, that car that's in the photo that's in flames flew past my car on the left side at about I my guesstimate would be about 120 to 130 miles per hour almost maxed out you know in that particular vehicle they had ended up swerving back in to the lane in front of me um one car length ahead there was another car that was in the right lane that, that was merging into that middle lane as well. And the reason why they were mer merging into the middle lane to the left was because on the shoulder of the highway, there was a part, there was a car that was broken down with a person in it come to find out after this all went down. So the car that flew past me at excessive speeds um, corrected themselves to not hit the car that came into the lane. So they went to the right and as they did so, they lost control and hit the car that was parked on the side of the road. So I saw this all happen right in front of me. I saw, I saw the car that's an infinity uh, that's in flames. I saw that car bounce back into the middle of the road. And as soon as that happened, we started, we, we hit our brakes, the car in front of me, they continued to go straight. So we were, right there front row um, of everything that was happening before the the infinity was spinning back into the road and before the spinning had stopped the car had already went up in flames starting from the hood wow. and started going up in flames all the way around the car quick uh that was the fastest that i've ever seen a car uh, go up in flames to, to that degree that wow. quick um, before we had even come to a complete stop I was already out of the car and I ran over to that car because I already knew that it was probably going to be very bad and I already knew that I probably was going to need to take people out so my what I was thinking was when the car had passed by at excessive speeds it was in my immediate thought that i think that they're going to get into an accident um and they did so when that happened and i saw the car go up in flames i was under control of, and i was able to regulate my own body and my own adrenaline through you know bio optimization practices biohacking practices that 
I do engage in maintaining, you know, a, a calm breath. I, I do go into Ujjayi breathing, which is a particular breath technique to tap into the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, so as soon as that happened, and I also do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well. So being able to breathe in high stressful situations is something that I'm very used to and being able to regulate my adrenaline um, and, and be efficient is something that I, I've trained and developed my body to be able to do so. So as this happened, I already knew that it was go time and um, I was able to regulate, you know, regulate my, my adrenaline and be able to get the job done. So as soon as I ran up onto the car, first, first person that I saw was hanging, is a, it was a graphic scene, hanging out of the door, um, halfway on the road, halfway in the car. So that was the first person that I, that I scooped up from under his arms and I pulled him to the grass. And then I tried to communicate with him and ask him how many people were in the car, but all that he was able to do because he was incoherent, he was just moaning as if, you know, something was very badly injured within his body, which I could also feel as I was pulling him, I could feel his shoulder and ribs most likely being broken, which after the fact, you know, they were in a punctured lung and everything, but wow. I got him pulled to the side. I ran back over and then there was another person uh, that would have been the driver. He was on all fours um, on the highway right next to the, the burning vehicle. I picked him up and took him over to the grass as well. And this is all happening very quickly. Um, I asked him, he, he came to as we got to the grass and uh, I asked him how many people were in the vehicle. He was really incoherent. He was asking what had happened. He was saying he, don't, he was confused. He didn't know, you know where, where everyone is at. And I asked him how many people once again, and he said five. So when he said that, then I ran back over to the car. And as I did that, there was a person on the side of the car that would be closest to the, the guardrail. And he was in very, very bad shape, incoherent, um, lifeless, essentially. I had picked him up by his arms and pulled him away from the vehicle as well. Because in my mind, I was thinking this car can blow up at any moment with the way that it's in, in flames like this. So I pulled him aside. And at that point, there was a few people that had got out of their cars that kind of be able to help the situation as well. So as people started running over, there was about four people that were around me and the person that was pretty lifeless. Um, once there was about four people there, then I ran back over to the first two that I had took from the vehicle to the grass and I needed to move them. I wanted to move them away from the vehicle because I, I felt that it may, may blow at any moment. It started popping and there was little mini explosions uh, happening. So I, I was able to move them for, for far enough away from the vehicle that if that was to happen, it would kind of help eliminate, you know, maximum damage. And within that time frame as well, 
this was all within maybe a four to five minute time frame um, of extracting them and getting them at somewhat of a safe distance. At that point is when the uh, firefighters and police were on the scene. They were there very quickly. Um, and they were able to, they sprayed down the car first so that it wasn't in flames anymore. And then at that point, once the flames were out, then it was noticed that there was a second car deep into the, the woods, essentially, across the street. And that's the car that got hit at, you know, the excessive speeds. And uh, so I ran over to that car and there was a person in there. So I, I uh, you know, he was hanging upside down and kind of twisted up. And that car was very, very badly mangled. And I'm not sure if you saw that car um steven and if not no. you know, i'll get those photos i took a photo of that too you know um i the only reason why i took photos quickly was and i took that photo of the one that's on the screen i took that photo as i was going over to the other car that i had seen and that other car was actually in way worse damage than this car in flames right now um wow. I, I took this photo and I took a few other photos just to document, just to document what was happening um, just in case. And then also if I was to talk about this, so it wouldn't sound, you know, so I would have the receipts to, to back up what I was saying. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I ran over to the other car. I saw that there was the person in there. So at that point is when I had called the firefighters and, and police over and then about two minutes later is when uh, two ambulances arrived and a helicopter, two helicopters came to the scene as well. So at that point, they incubated the one person that was lifeless. That, that was the third person that I pulled away from the vehicle. Um, they incubated him, life flighted him. The, three of the other individuals from the burning car, they had to go to the hospital as well. And then the one person from the other vehicle had to go to the hospital also. So there was serious conditions with, with them. And unfortunately, um, you know, we just wanted the best, hoped the best for everybody and recovery for everybody. But unfortunately, the one person, the third person I pulled um, did not make it. He, he did pass a few days ago. But uh, it it was a pretty gnarly and, and wild situation. To be honest with you, it was almost supernatural in a way um, because I, I can't even tell you how, how hot the vehicle was because I didn't even feel the flames. I, I just, I, I went into Ujjayi, my mind was set on, okay, let's go save these people. And I was able to get next to that burning car um, unscathed on my end, and you know, a lot of people in, and it was also for people that were the the traffic that was stopped, and I was able to get through there okay. And I, I do attribute that to the bio-optimization practices that I do daily. Um, you know, through particular oxygen protocol that uh, my my business partner Trip and I had co-created. And the other um, modalities that we do as well to just completely um, accelerate our, our healing process. 
and uh, I can attribute, um, you know, being able to stay calm, being able to, to extract them and kind of hold down the situation um, tactfully. I, I can attribute that to our, our bio-optimization uh, practices for sure. Right on. So there were five people in the one vehicle, one person yes. in the other one that was out in the woods. And so yep. six people, one of them passed, everybody else is okay. And they're, they're obviously uh, in. Yes, one's still in serious um, condition, had to get uh, surgery on his lungs, had a punctured lung, lung broken ribs, uh, broken shoulder, I believe it was, well, or um, broken vertebrae. Um, and then, so he's still in, in pretty banged up. And then the other ones are good right now. Dorian, yeah. I have a question for you. Did you did you have any any um, did you get hurt? No, I, I did not get hurt at all. Um, I I came through unscathed. Um, it, like I said, when I came close to the the car with the flames and everything, I, I kind of was unscathed in regards to being able to extract them. And like I said, it was almost supernatural because I don't. I, I didn't even feel the heat. <laughs> I was able to get in and get out. So would you say that when you put your hands in the car, there were flames there where you were? Uh, the, the only time that I actually had to get in the car um, or close to the car like that, and I was, my arms were halfway in, was the first person that I had extracted. He was halfway out. And it would have been on the other side of the car from that picture. The door is open and he was half laying halfway on the concrete and halfway on the street. Uh, so for me to grab him, I was extremely close. The flames were coming over, um, you know, over top of, of his head and my head and arms. But I was able to get him out. And like I said, I, I can't even tell you. The temperature of that heat because i was able just to, to extract him out very quickly and um you know he felt like a lifeless body but you know i i am a brazilian jujitsu practitioner and i train daily so moving bodies around is is something that i do so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm used to that and i was able to to get him you know to what would be considered safety pretty quickly wow thank you well thank you for, for yeah yeah, I mean, you stopped to consider if, if Dorian, if he had not been passing by, it's probably, you know, those people got out of the car, but it's possible they may not have made it. I don't know what the, how much heat was generated before you were able to move them from where they were close to the vehicle. But man, that's, that yeah, says a lot. What, what you did. To... Oh, sorry about that, Stephen. It happened so quickly that, you know, I was, I was out of my car and running towards them essentially as soon as their car stopped spinning. So I, by the time before the car even stopped spinning, it was already flames throughout the car, which was wild. That was the fastest I've ever seen a car go up in flames. So, yeah, I mean, consider the fact that in a normal situation that Dorian had not been there, who knows what would have happened. You know, I'm not going to make any conjectures or anything but man i really praise you for what you did i know it was instinctual but you know nine out of ten people probably would not have made that move because there's cars passing by on the interstate all, all the time 
For so, sure. I really appreciate thanks. that, Steve. You know, the thing that popped into my mind was, we'll just keep going. You know, like I was already 12 hours in on a drive. I was 35 minutes away from home. I just wanted to get home. Um, and then this happened, you know, and uh, so the first thing that the first instinctual thing that popped into my mind was, oh, we'll just keep going. And I saw the flames and I said, nope, got it. Got it. I already knew. Got it. <laughs> yeah. When you, you had mentioned to me that when the police, you know, showed up and they came up and started questioning you that they, they told you that that probably warranted a commendation. You may receive something from from their office, right? That, that night, and then also I've had multiple calls from the police department and investigators, um, and they pretty much end every call with saying that there's going to be some sort of uh, recognition and, you know, give me praises in regards to what I did because they said that they do deal with accidents and things like this a lot and nine times out of 10, you know, most people don't go to the lengths or efforts to get that close to a burning vehicle or even help save somebody. Yeah, man, kudos. Man, where where where, where did this take place, um, Dorian? Yeah, so this was on uh, just right north of Tampa. Um, and I'm just trying to remember the, the name of the town um uh, north of west gates and, and i west of chapel was what it was gotcha wow wow so, so man I, it's this 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 is an incredible example of what what we can how we can impact other people's lives that's what i think about man i um i think Steven. about what happened to me yeah uh, if you can do like a 30 second uh, uh, summary of your story so uh, people can uh, get in touch with your experience being a survivor of a car accident. And then I have a question for Dorian. Sure. So I was driving along the interstate middle of the day for like four o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday um, up in, in North Carolina and a retired firefighter on the way on the way home from his granddaughter's wedding lost control of his car, went off the right side of the road, then came back across his lanes. There weren't guardrails like you see in that picture. There were cables with a post all the way down the interstate, and he hit those at 90 degrees because he had gone off the right side of the road and came back. So imagine car hits this post, goes under the cables into my lane, and then going the wrong way. I came over a hill and ran right into this car full speed. I don't remember anything. I woke up four days later. I lost uh, 22 units of blood. I broke uh, three bones, shattered one, ended up with five plates, 21 screws, a couple of pins in my arms. I lost 35 pounds of weight, had a, a month in the hospital and then eight months of intense rehab um, to come back from all of that. But I, I may not even have made it had, had it not been for the firefighters and the people that came on the scene to, to get me out of the car, which took them two hours. Stopped traffic wow. two hours going both ways. So I see something like that and can't help but think, you know, what would have happened or what could have happened had you not come along. So it's a special thing for me, you know, compared to maybe somebody else that's never been through something like that. For sure. And, and uh, yeah. And Steven, uh, I think you still have one on your, one of your social media 
photos is donate blood. Um, I think uh, a, a message, right? To donate blood. Because if it wasn't for what, 22 pints of blood, you would not have made it. Yeah, and you only have an average of 10 in a full-grown male. You've got 10 units in your whole body. Wow. All right, question for Dorian. Um, so you go by Dorian Dimensions. Why? Yes. Um, that's a, a very good question. And the reason why I go by that particular name is I went through two near-death experiences. And they were actually experiences where I had exited my body um, due to blunt force trauma, um, very, very bad, violent altercations that had happened. Um, the second time that I had what I could consider as traveled outside of my body due to the blunt force trauma that happened in my face where I, I suffered a floating facial fracture. So I had a break from ear to ear all the way across my face or across my nose to the, my other ear. Um, I essentially died when I took that. Had where my consciousness had went was outside of this third dimension and able to recall a and without sounding too woo or you know since we're speaking kind of shorthand here um, that experience is a whole a whole episode in itself um, where I had went to or what I was conscious to was uh, a, a timeline of something around a thousand years and then came back into my body within a split second of taking the blunt force trauma but the amount of information and downloads that I had received and experience that I had um, I was a place where there was no time but I can only perceive it in time as a, around a thousand years. And at, from that point, I realized that I was able to travel outside of this third dimensional construct. And um, I started working deeply with uh, deep states of meditation and also Ashtanga yoga, because when I came back from that experience, I understood, uh, I was able to understand Sanskrit. I understood and knew Ashtanga yoga and I was being told to do Ashtanga yoga. And I didn't even know what Ashtanga even meant at that time or any Sanskrit words. And I was able to understand Sanskrit. And uh, then at that point, I started going into deep, deep states of meditation to where uh, it took about almost a year of daily practice to where I was able to travel outside of this third dimension again into states of uh, awarenesses or dimensions that I had previously went to in that NDE. And at that point, um, I started taking on the, the name Dorian Dimensions as a, you know, a dimensional traveler. Wow. The, that's epic. That, okay, we got to have you back for that. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Another, another segment. So guys, I've got, a, I've got a bill. You can continue on. Dorian, would love for you to share how people can find you on social media or any other um, websites to yes, find out about sure. human, human optimization, what you do um, with that kind of stuff. And then we'll, um, do, do, Fernando, I'll let you wrap it up because I've got to kind of get out before the, I'm in a building that's going to lock and I'll be stuck inside. So thanks for coming on. Guys. Yeah, you know, definitely appreciate you, Steven. Thanks All for right, having bro. me on. 
Um, yeah, you can find me uh, on Instagram as I just came back on at Realm Renegade. That's R E A L M and then Renegade, R E N E G A D E, Realm Renegade. Um, and then our, our company is Quantum Iconic Academy. And uh, we're currently in the process right now of uh, uh, we pivoted. So we're switching a few things up and we're actually. And that's why I'm in the car right now. Um, we're going to a meeting um, to where we're meeting up with some some pretty important people in this industry um, to where we're continuing to utilize our services and our protocol. And it's looking like our protocol is starting to become uh, adopted in a, a lot of uh, very powerful practices. So um, we're going to have more to come with that and where you can find us at Quantum Iconic Academy. And then you can find me on my Instagram at Realm Renegade. All right. Awesome. Uh, before we close, I have just one more uh, open loop to, to close, which is the, the title of this, of this conversation, which is Transform Your Sense of Self and Purpose with Quantum Cellular Healing. What can people expect uh, when working with you and your company? For sure. So what we do is we specialize in high altitude intermittent epoxic training. And uh, with that, we also have a few other modalities is um, pulsating electromagnetic frequencies happening at the same time, infrared and near infrared. And uh, we also are using blood flow restriction and uh, pH 9.5 alkaline water. All of this within uh, a session which takes anywhere from about 15 to 20 minutes. Essentially what we're doing is we're boosting, we're increasing the amount of EPO. That's erythropoietin. That's the hormone that's produced within the kidneys. And uh, that hormone is what's responsible for maturing the red blood cells in the bone marrow fast. So through high altitude intermittent epoxic training, we have a protocol that we've developed that scientifically in white papers show that the increase of EPO is higher than uh, the amount of EPO that people inject, uh, which is EPO is the highest, uh, most highest illegal sports performance enhancing drug that you can get on the market. So that's what Lance Armstrong got busted for, for blood doping and using EPO. And this is something that's looked at very heavily within professional sports. Um, and we're able to boost EPO um, naturally within your body through uh, high altitude intermittent epoxic training using oxygen, being able to contrast from high oxygen to low oxygen with a, with a flip of a switch and understanding releasing the excess amount of oxygen from the spleen to then boost the EPO in the kidneys, mature the red blood cells in the bone marrow, create the demand in the body to need to want the oxygen so you have full red cells going through body picking up that the 90 uh oxygen that we flood the body with giving you full 100 cell absorption is legal blood doping accelerated healing throughout the body and it's a natural process all right on that note y'all can close out but i gotta run thanks a lot Dorian. Thank you, appreciate Steven. it appreciate it see you fernando see you steven you all right well i if I were to take notes, uh, you spoke a lot of terms there. That was the first time I heard, um, <laughs> but I got the picture that 
uh, it's something that we can create within our bodies um, and that people can create it synthetically and it's illegal in professional sports. And um, you're able to do that with a session or 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 to 20 minutes is what it takes to, to be able to, to tap in to the increase of EPO within the kidneys. And um, at that point, what happens is when you have full oxygenated red blood cells, your hematocrit levels, you know, goes up your hematocrit level or your hematocrit is the amount of red blood cells that you have that have oxygen carrying capability. So this is the most important thing, delivering rich oxygen to the areas in the body, inflammation, uh, cancer cells, damages, scar tissue, most importantly, ones that have damages within the brain. Um, uh, being able to, to help correct that by breaking down, um, you know, being able to blast through scar tissue with, with red blood cells carrying full oxygen and being able to deliver blood to the brain and being able to wake those areas up by, you know, creating new neurological pathways by stimulating those areas once again that have been essentially dormant or um, not firing off properly due to a lack of proper blood and oxygen to those areas. Wow, man, I'm excited. I want to try it. <laughs> yes, you can. For sure. I'd love for you to try it as well. So we'll figure that out and get that synced up so that you, you can um, try it as well. The protocol is awesome. And we work with, we've done work with, you know, professional athletes, um, most specifically professional athletes, because they, they get it, but everybody needs, needs this, especially coming off of the, the pandemic where everybody has been wearing masks for such a long time, putting themselves into states of chronic apoxia, um, which is horrible for the cells. And we know that, you know, just recirculating carbon uh, dioxide back into the body and, and having a lack of oxygen to fully saturate those cells is something that's very detrimental to the body. But I mean, you know this, this is why we even started this podcast by taking three very deep breaths and getting, you know, calm and allowing the oxygen to saturate our, our cells. People aren't, that's not happening. And this was a worldwide thing that people have been wearing masks, preventing proper oxygen in the body. So uh, this is something that everybody needs. And this is something that, you know, we can't say, we can't say that we can cure or heal certain things but when you breathe properly and you've got your cells that are getting properly oxygenated and your cells moving blood to the proper areas of your body we all know what happens yes and that's healing <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. dorian thank you so much it's been a pleasure to yes, meet sir. you thank you and uh looking forward to part two so you can go uh, more into the details of that amazing experience or the two experiences that you had for sure uh, were you able to uh, feel and see and hear different dim dimensions and thus becoming dorian dimensions that's it i appreciate that and i really look forward to that anytime just let me know and we can get it scheduled and i'll be on and i can go into detail in regards to that it was a very pivotal time in my life that had course corrected me and, and opened up a whole new avenue of, of understanding, learning, healing, um, and also inspiring others.
Awesome. Thank you, Dorian. For everyone watching, listening, thank you for tuning in. And uh, share, like, comment below, specifically uh, the takeaways. If you've been inspired by something you've heard or you saw here today, go ahead and comment below and uh, share it with at least one person what that takeaway is. It and if you want to go the you know the champion style, share it with three people. If you share a inspiration that you just that just occurred because of what you heard here, um, you are more likely to then implement that inspired either vision or feeling or uh, intuition. So if you want to perform like a pro, um, take action on the inspiration from what you've heard here today. Share it with as many people as possible. Three is ideal. It's not a lot. You can text or call and keep the new transformation alive for yourself. Dorian, thank you. Till next time, everyone else. Uh, enjoy your day, evening, morning, and bye for now. Thank you. Goodbye.